You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, The World on a String. Sunday. I've just bought a self-help book about something called Learned Optimism. On the back cover, it reads that the author, a renowned psychologist, has also written the book, Tough Times Never Last, But Tough People Do. I misread the title as Tough Times Never Die, But Tough People Do. This might tell me all I need to know about my potential for optimism. Just the same, I decide to take the test inside. Comprised of 48 questions, it is designed to show where one falls on the spectrum of optimism to pessimism. I spend the better part of an hour thoughtfully answering questions like this one. You fall down while skiing. This is because A, skiing is difficult, or B, the trails were icy. Having never been within miles of a ski hill, I answer A, but as it turns out, the right answer is B. When I am finished, I consult the scoring key, and after much calculation and recalculation, I finally accept the book's diagnosis. My place along the spectrum between optimism and pessimism? A position the author calls moderately hopeless. At first I am saddened by this, but later I come to a happier conclusion. Moderate hopelessness can't really be that different from moderate hopefulness. Is the man half filled with hope or hopelessness? I'd like to think hope, and in this way, I believe myself to be making progress. I am becoming more optimistic about my pessimism. Wednesday. Lately I find myself looking at random strangers on the street and thinking some variation of, that guy's got the world on a string. It could be anyone, really. A man leaning against a building smoking a cigarello. Some woman sitting on a park bench in the middle of the afternoon, staring at the trees. In reality, of course, these people could be homeless, unemployable alcoholics, but I can't help ascribing all kinds of beatific qualities to them. These laid-back creatures appear comfortable in their own skin and seem to get something about life that I do not. Whether they are standing in an apartment building doorway drinking what appears to be root beer out of what appears to be a flower vase, or happily eating takeout jerk chicken off the hood of a parked car, they just seem so unfettered. Today on my way to work, I pass a man reading a TV guide at an outdoor cafe. He is circling show listings in anticipation of his week's TV viewing. No leaving it to the last minute for this guy. As well, he is wearing a pair of shorts, green dress socks, and a t-shirt that reads, Save the drama for your mama. The world is a helium balloon attached to his hand on a string. After giving it some thought, I am left with only two reasons as to why I am so impressed with these people. One, they are alive. And two, they are not me. Hello. I've been thinking about sailboats. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Maybe what's wrong with you is that you live this cloistered existence and you don't get enough salt spray on you. You know what I mean? The briny sea air. 
I, I get seasick. Just listen to me. I, we get you out on a boat. I'll lash you to the mast. It's a literary reference to James Joyce or well, Homer's Odyssey. Why whatever. right Point away it. I'm lashed to a mast? Why don't I start off just doing some paddling or something? You're lashed to the mast so that you don't go crazy and jump overboard and try and swim to the sirens who are calling you. Okay, I, I li listen, I'm not crazy about the water. I prefer being on terra firma. See, this is exactly the problem that I'm trying to solve. You're barely alive. You're suffocating yourself. And to be honest, you're suffocating me. How much? Because you're so suffocating to yourself that just to talk to you on the phone suffocates me. I gotta open a window and get some fresh air. All it's right. It's like oh. breathing in a fly. Okay. Uh, uh, it's choking me to death. Ah, ah, ah. I don't understand what you. So now you're telling me that I should get a yacht. You'd probably pronounce it yacht. Who says I didn't, yacht? I, I don't. G, the H, it's all silent. I, it's I pronounced just, Y A T, yacht. I just said yacht. You know. A friend of mine just invited me out on his boat this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's nothing big. It's just going to be a couple of us. We're going to go out, maybe catch a few fish. Why don't you come along? You'll see if you like it. I'm not interested. You know, that's exactly the response I expected. You know why? Why? You were a guy who says no to things. That, that's, that's not true. That's the no life. That's your life. All right. I don't okay. know what you do. What do you do? You go home and you just stare at the wall? You look at your wrist until it's Monday and it's time to go back to work? I mean, seriously, your whole life is in a cocoon. You know what they say, like in the back of the yearbook quote, you don't regret the mistakes you made, you regret the things you didn't do? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's you. That's a big, long pile of things you didn't do. Look, I, I, it's not like I say no to things. You know? You're I mean, right. That's... You don't say no to things. You don't even respond. You let the answering machine fill up, and then you just pull the plug and throw the answering machine away. You don't even call back people to even find out what they're offering you to say no to them. You're living your life underneath your couch, sucking on your thumb. You know who lives their life? Powered. I, Your friend Howard is a sloppy mess who's made a mess of his life. And you know why? Because he's alive. He's very much alive. He's out there, like, twirling around in the rain in his underwear in the mud, living his life. You're telling, that ha you're telling me that Howard should be my example. I'm not saying that Howard is winning at the game of life. I'm saying he's playing the game of life. Mm -hmm. He may swing and miss often. He may make a lot of mistakes. But he's man enough to get up to bat. Look, Howard calls me all the time at work in the middle of the day just to ask me what time it is. That's, you know, that's Howard. Listen, I'm not saying Howard's perfect. I'm not saying go be Howard. I'm just saying maybe you got something to learn from. Howard, uh, it's... Huh? Howard? What, what, what was that? John? Yeah. Such a surprise. Why, why did you ever call me? I call you plenty, Howard. I... You, you never call me. I call you sometimes. Howard, what are you doing? Just got started just eating rice cakes and just staring at the window. I'm actually watching a neighbor watch me. Who, who is this neighbor? Ah, it's just an old lady lives across the street. Do you acknowledge each other? Do you ever, uh, you know, throw her a wave or something? No, we're both pretty good at this. That would reveal an amateur. Mm -hmm. That would just undermine everything we're trying to accomplish. And what is that again that you're trying to accomplish? Just wilding away the hours, staring at nothing out the window. All right, well, I don't want to be interrupting you, Howard. Well, that's but... for that, actually. Okay, but... well, anyway, I wanted to put something to you. 
you're phoning me. I wanted to gauge your interest. Which is already about as rare as can be. And now you're asking my opinion on something. Um, I, ha- I have this idea. I have, okay. I have a business idea I was thinking about. Wow. Okay. Humorous tombstone epitaphs. That's a great idea. Okay, because you know how, like, families are, you know, you're sad when you're burying someone right. you love. Well, this could bring good cheer to people. Yeah, absolutely. I can say, like, something like, uh, Louie, you still owe me 50 bucks. They... Or, like, could, could someone tell the person next door to shut the hell up? Or maybe maybe for, if someone's, like, more of a hippie, it could, be, it could say, down to earth, I'm getting itchy fingered. This is a good sign. This is a good, good money-making oh, measure. Yeah. I don't myself don't really have any money, but if you would lend me some money, mm-hmm. I would definitely invest some money into this into this. You uh, would invest idea. my money back to okay. All right. Well, anyway, I, I don't know about that idea. How about how about th- maybe maybe something like this? Okay. You know, like you know how shoveling snow is a major cause of heart attacks. Absolutely. So what I'm proposing is a shovel that has a handle that's able to read your pulse as you work, so that if it exceeds a certain limit, a warning alarm goes off. Love it. I'm on board. And if it registers no pulse at all, then it would dispatch an ambulance to you, and maybe the whole thing could even break apart, and it could have like, like, a, like an emergency defibrillator on the side. These are rock-solid ideas. And, and, you know, there's another idea I was thinking about, mm-hmm. which would involve uh, crickets. Great. That is a great idea. Howard, you haven't even heard it. I can tell it's a great idea. Howard, okay, look, all these ideas. And are, it rings true. They're stupid ideas, Howard. But... You're always just so gung ho about everything. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm game for anything. I mean, no, no, but I mean, I just throw a couple random things at you. Yeah. And you're you're right with me. Well. You say yes to life. Yeah. It's just remarkable how how in the moment you are. You know, you just drop everything. Not that there was a lot to drop. I mean, it's 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 admirable how you're able to sort of, you know, live live in the now. I, I don't even really remember anything that happened five minutes ago, so I can't really live in the past. Oh, I was looking out the window. That's right, yeah. I was looking out the window. How, how do you do it? Wait, you, are you asking me this seriously? I am, I'm asking, I'm, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this, but what would I have to do to be like you? <laughs> well, let me, let me, let me see if I can pass on some of my wisdom here. Um, you see, John, um, I do have a lust for life, a certain kind of insatiable thirst for the day-to-day. Personally speaking, mm-hmm. a big part of my adventure day-to-day, yeah. I, I'll walk around downtown, and if I see a hole in the wall, I'll just stick my hand in there. And, and why would you do that? Just to see what happens. Sure, sometimes there'll be some unidentifiable goo or something like that. What can Howard, but I mean, it could be worse than you could lose a hand. Inside a hole in the wall. Well, you don't know what's in a hole in the wall. That's, that's, well, that I just think, seems I would, I would guess it wouldn't be farming machinery. But, I don't know, maybe there can be some kind of prize. A prize. A prize for A prize for sticking your hand in some random hole in, in the wall. For those who dare. Well, you certainly do dare. I do dare. I'll double dare. Don't you have, like, a little voice inside your head that sometimes says, maybe this isn't such a great idea? I have a little voice inside my head, but it never says that. My voice says, do it. Do it. I'm ready for anything. You want to play Mousetrap, Parcheesi? You want to, Anything. There's things I've discovered about life. Like, you know, if there's a fan spinning and you put your finger into that fan, it doesn't chop your finger off. It slows down. And you can stop a fan with your hand. Now, with your tongue, that's another story. You did not stick your tongue. A larger, more powerful fan is better to stop with a hand. 
And that's how you learn. You've had to learn I've that. I've been looking for a prodigy, you know, all these years. Someone's just to pass my my world of wisdom onto, and I, 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 I you know, I ask you. Can I ask you a question? I mean, I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I'm so appreciative of this phone call, but, but why out of the blue after all these years are you asking me for advice on life and I, stuff? I, you know, I just had a conversation with Gregor, and yeah. he sort of pointed out to me how I'm. I, I, you know, it, it seems that in his mind I'm sort of a naysayer. Yeah. You know, I'm sort of, I sort of say no to life, and that's right. You know, don't don't enjoy. Very, you you agree with this? Oh yeah. I thought it was a little far fetched. No, as a matter of fact. I'm going to do something for you that I've done for, for no one. Oh, yeah? I'm going to come over, and I'm going to give you a master's class in Howard Chakowitz. Well, what does that mean, Howard? It means I'm going to teach you how to live by your wits, uh, by your Chakowitz. And I'm going to show you how to squeeze the most out of life. You're going to squeeze that tea bag till all the black muck of the tea leaves rip it apart into your tea. I, I don't even like my tea that way. Well, that's how you're going to have your tea, Jonathan. Okay, I'm coming over. No, no, Howard, you're not coming over I'm coming here. Over right no, now. Howard, I'm in the middle of working. I I'm can't. coming over. I'm going to teach you how to live. I, I, you got to call me Sensei, by the way. And you better wear your mud boots. John. I don't have any mud boots. I'm coming over, and you're going to have a good time if it kills you. I'll, I'll be there in 15. I'm going to get some snacks. You ready for your adventure? Not, no, not really. Well, I, I need for you to be open to this experience. I want you to just, just yell yes. I'm not Howard. Just give me a big yes. What's so hard? Yeah, I don't no. have a big yes. Watch it. Yes! Yes! Give me a, just say the word yes. Say, yes. Sit again, a little more enthusiasm. Yes. John, you gotta learn to let go. I've never seen anybody so clenched up. Look at you, you're like a, you're like a vice grip. Let's limber up a little bit. Come on. What are you do? I'm not gonna start dancing yeah, on the you're street. Limber up. You have to drop your guard. Howard, don't don't grab me like that. Celebrate good times. Come on. Right, Jake, people are me. looking at us. Look, we're gonna have a good uh, time. All right, today. okay, I'm right, dancing. There you go. There you go. See, you looking good. Come on, we're just gonna do some just random spontaneous things. When was the last time you climbed a tree? I don't think I've ever, maybe when I was a kid. Okay, well here we are, okay, there's a big beautiful tree right in front of us here, and you're gonna climb right to the top. I don't think that tree could support an adult. Oh yeah. It's deceptive, but yeah, trust me, I can see, let me, let me, let me test these branches here. Yeah, Howard, they're like twigs. Come on, please jump. Come on. Ah, Howard, Howard, no, 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 Howard, no, 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 yourself up. No, Howard, take me down. No, no, I'm keep climbing higher. The only way to get down is to climb up. No, 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 Howard, don't move away. Look at you, like you're like a scared kitty cat in a tree. Howard, Howard. Catch me! Okay, this is another exercise, okay? So here you can see, here's some chewed gum, some pre-chewed gum that someone has, you know, discarded. Pre-chewed gum? Yeah. This is just As opposed to? To, like, you know, a fresh stick of gum, which any yokel can go into a store and buy a piece of gum. This is chewed gum. I want you to pick it up and put that in your mouth. Pick up that gum and put that gum. Please tell me that you've never actually done this. You want me to pick it up for you and put it in your mouth? No, I don't want you to. How do you know if it's lime or mint? You don't know. Put it in your mouth. Find out. What? No, no. What's gonna happen? You're gonna drop that on the street. Here, put that in your mouth. Uh, stop it, Howard! Get that away from me. Put it in your mouth. I don't even want to touch that. It's already in your hand. What are you doing? I'm, I'm putting on some hand sanitizer. Okay, pass me some too. Pass, pass me the bottle. Here. <laughs> Why, what, what are you doing? Why would you throw that away? Throw it away because you spend your whole life walking around with plastic gloves on. You need to liberate yourself from this stuff, John. You gotta learn to live a little bit. Now, sometimes, John, you know, if you really want to feel alive, sometimes you have to take some risk. 
I think, like in your case, you need a little brush with death to stimulate the life force. You understand what I'm saying? What do you have in mind right now? I'm going to shove into traffic, and we're going to trust. You said that we were just going to look at traffic. That that in, that inspires we're, you. We're looking at traffic. One, two, three. No, 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 no. Talk to me already. You haven't talked to me for like 20 minutes. This is the stupidest afternoon I've ever you're just, had. You're just so upset about the whole car thing. Everybody stopped and everything was yeah, fine. pants are all ripped. Yeah, well, that, that's your own fault for stumbling backwards like a fool with your arms like windmilling around. I was almost killed. Do you understand? <laughs> you look pretty damn stupid, I was going to say. John, you're all bunged up, okay? You're making me tense, okay? You have to you have to just be more in the moment, all right? You see that big guy with the leather pants? Yeah. Go up to him, call him a jerk, and we're going to run for it. Why would I pick a fight with that guy? He's, he's like a monster, Howard. He's like That's he's like right. six foot five. That's why we are going to run. Just go through. You don't have to shove him. Just say, excuse me, and go, jerk, and we're going to run, okay? That seems like a really bad idea. But it's fun. Just go. Just do it. No. Get ready to run. Get no. ready to run. Howard. Hey, sir. My friend thinks you're a jerk. Howard. Run, John, run. He's fast. Oh, big guy. Move your feet. Howard, I, I'm tired of these things. I want, I want to go back to the office, okay, Howard. Let's go back. There's only one last thing I want you to do, John. What? See that hole in that wall over there? I want you to just stick your head in that hole. What? I, I, what? What are you talking about? I should stick my head stick in... your whole damn head in that it hole. It looks dark inside. Yeah, well, it's a hole. That's what holes are about. They're dark. Howard, I don't even know if my head was... I want you to even ask questions. I want you to do it. Stick your head in the hole, John. For I once. am not going to stick my head in the hole. Give me your head, John. No, I'm not giving you just my head. Give me your head. Ow, I'm going to stick ow, your head ow, in this ow, hole. Ow, ow. Stop it. I'm going to get stuck. You're not going to get stuck. You're going to live a little no, bit. No, it's scraping For me. It's pulling my hair out. That's it. Is that so... Howard, I can't get out. Just pull your head out. Howard, my head is stuck. I'll stuck. give you a tug. No, you, Howard. Oh, okay, you're a little bit stuck. Okay, give me some of that hand sanitizer. That'll lube you up. You threw away my hand sanitizer. All right. You know, you're hustling not far from here. Let me just get these keys out of your pocket. I'll go back to your place. I'll get some butter or something. No, Howard, Howard, please. Okay, grease up your head. Don't leave me. You don't worry. You're going to be totally fine. No, Howard. We're going to make some buttered pancakes. Once I'm getting the butter, it'll be quick. We'll have a little snack after. It'll make you feel better. You can't just leave Wait, me here. I'm just going to grab your wallet, too, just in case I need to buy some batter mix or something. No, no. Yikes. No. So just take it easy. Just keep your head in the hole. No, no. Don't worry about Howard. It. I'll be right back. Don't leave me here like this. Howard? Howard? It's hurting my head. Hello, Dad. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm okay. Um, how are you doing? Good. I'm relaxed. Having a nice day here. Staying in. Reading a little. Kind of casual. Yeah. You see, Dad, we're you. You and me were a lot alike. I, I'm never happier than when I'm left to my own solitude. Well, you you're di you're different than me. You're better than I am, Johnny. You have a, a circle of friends. I never had a lot of friends. I was more of a loner. And, and and I could count my friends on my hand, and all my all my 75 years. Why do you think that is? Because I was always had this fear that I didn't want to be obligated. That once you have a friendship, you 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 there's an obligation, and I don't want to get myself that involved, you know. Hmm. And uh, you know, I I I. I 
I'm a, I'm a funny person. I like my solitude. Yeah. You know, and I and I feel by having friends, I'm gonna have. I may have some unwanted visit. You know. Yeah. Well. And interrupting or invading my solitude. But then you miss out on on some of the good stuff, also. Absolutely, absolutely. Do Do you feel like you missed out? Yeah, I missed out on having a crowd and having friends. Sure. Because I didn't. I didn't. I didn't conform. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't. It's not I'm a nonconformist. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm a rebel or a hippie, but I couldn't conform with with uh, what what the crowd wanted. And I mean, have you have you made up for it? Have you made friends in in recent years? Uh, I can't say I have, Johnny. You know. Who who was the last friend that you that you'd say you you made? Was I guess the last friend that I could say I made was Lenny. Lenny was the one person, he was a friend who I actually could trust. He was a true friend. Yeah, he said it like it was. And you know what hurts the most? At the, in the earlier years that mm-hmm. I, where he, we were first establishing a relationship, I pushed him away. But he didn't take no for an answer, Johnny. And he taught at the same school you did, Well, we right? taught. We, uh, what I really met him is when I started teaching at Rosemere High School. And we'd take a break, you know, whenever he, he'd get his break, and we, I'd have my break at the same time. We'd look forward to that every day, to have a cup of coffee and have a muffin or something. And just to talk, just to rap. And, and that's, that's rare for you to, to find it someone. It was you... rare, yes. Lenny brought me out, Johnny. I'm, I was, I'm in a shell, you know. Mm-hmm. But Lenny brought me out. Then Lenny discovered he was very ill. And uh, things uh, went from bad to worse. They discovered that he had uh, he had cancer of the stomach, and it was at, they found it was inoperable, and he was on borrowed time. And I saw Lenny deteriorate, but he was extremely, extreme, extremely brave and uh, optimistic. Never lost that optimism. Upbeat. That's the word. He was always upbeat. And you know what? That Lenny, Lenny was one of the few people that could honestly make me laugh. Hmm. You know? I got to lump my throat here, Johnny. You know, a lot of times I have to really push myself to, to leave the house. Yeah, I know that. But when I, I'm, I'm like that. But when I get out of the house, sometimes I'm glad that I did it because... I meet new people sometimes, or I meet somebody and have a really nice conversation, and then I say to myself, I'm glad I did it, even though I had to push myself. Those are the things that you store in your mind, and those are the memories that you, can, that you keep and retain. You can't, you can't have good memories, and you can't make memories by sitting on a couch at home. It's very well put, and um, I think there's someone that I should probably give a call to. I'll talk to you later. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. Uh, Gregor. Johnny. You know, I, I, I've been giving it some thought, and if I mean, if you're still going boating, uh, I, th- I think I might like to come along. There's always room for one more matey on board. Well, okay, well, great. How are you for staying up all night? Because we need someone on night watch on the deck. N- a night watch? Night watch. It's not like it sounds. All you have to do is stay awake all night. Well, that, that, that's, that's actually... We that's, have a hydraulic harpoon, and if any pirates come near you, harpoon them. 
I, I don't know. I don't see myself. We need someone to put in the shark cage. We need what, someone what, to jump. What, what shark cage? you got to be in the shark cage, otherwise the sharks are going to eat you alive. They'll what? rip you in half if you're not in a cage. And sometimes what? they even bite through the cages. They can smell your fear, too, so don't act like you're all afraid when you're in the water. you got to show them who's boss. Uh, you got to let them know you're not afraid of them. I, I don't know. You're making it sound worse than it is. It's no big I deal. I if anything goes wrong, you're going to have a knife in your boot. I don't even own any boots. It's handle floats. So in case something happens to you, we can find a knife. I painted it orange. I got it from the last guy who went in the shark cage. It really worked. It floated right to the top. On Wiretap today, you heard Gregor Ehrlich, Howard Chakowitz, and Buzz Goldstein. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein, with Mira Bertwintonic and Crystal Duhame. Tune into Wiretap Saturday at 1.30 and Thursday evening at 11.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Or subscribe to the podcast through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can also download the latest wiretap ringtone. My friend thinks you're a jerk! Incite the wrath of strangers with every ring of your phone. As long as I hold the string I'd be a silly so and so If I should ever let go I've got the world on a string Sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my